0: Hey everybody, Darren Garman here, and I want to welcome you to this episode of the Heartland Multifamily Show. As always, Trot is joining me on this episode, and during this episode, we are calling out Blackstone, the largest, I think they're the largest, are they? Close to uh, it. If they're not the largest, they're one of the largest real estate companies, real estate investment firms in the world. Um, and I'm going to be calling out Blackstone and reacting to a couple of things of recent um, reports in the media. Number one is a limit, a stop to many distributions that they're making uh, uh, with some of their funds. They're saying one thing, one reason why that is. Uh, I'm going to tell you there's more reasons than that. We're going to talk a little bit about that, Trot, and also some pretty big uh, loan defaults that they've recently gone through, over half a billion dollars actually. Um, again, it's a matter of public record. Do your own fact checking, do your own research, and you'll find out that this is the case. and I'm going to tell you why that is going on as well. And so before we get into you know, the details of this, a couple of quick things. Number one, if what we talk about on this podcast, in this episode especially, resonates with you, we want you to leave your comments. We'd love to have some dialogue with you. Uh, regarding especially a podcast episode like this. We'd love to do that. And then secondly, we are having a multifamily property tour here for investors. And we have that in September. And so if you're interested in, you know, kind of seeing what goes on behind the microphones, behind the scenes here, we pull the curtain back. You get an idea of what we're doing, what we're up to, how we do it and um, why so many uh, investors from all over the U.S. own real estate here, and we basically show you why that is. So if you're interested in getting more information on that, there's a link below. Click on the link, and you'll get more details on that property tool. Welcome to the Heartland Multifamily Show, the shorter, more profitable path to multifamily ownership and investing. Okay, try it. Blackstone real estate has had a couple of things happen over the last six to eight months that are very very interesting to me. Um, and it's because we own real estate. We're not of course the size of a Blackstone nor do I really think I want to be but um, but we know what we know because in a lot of ways we operate in the same lane. That, um, that Blackstone does, okay? And there's a couple of interesting things that have come up. Again, do your own fact checking, check things out with what I'm going to tell you and what Trot's going to share with you, of course. Number one is they have put a limit on distributions that they're making. Um, you have to like qualify or go through some kind of a process uh, before they you know bless you and say, okay, yes, you can, you can actually have your distribution now or whatever amount that would be. So that's number one. The number two, which I think is actually even more interesting, is their decision to default on over half a billion dollars worth of real estate loans, which in and of itself is telling and interesting. Okay. Now, first of all, let's talk about why this is the case. Why is this going on? Why is this happening? And first of all, it's happening with everybody. So whether you own a 60 unit property in Nashville, Tennessee to a 6,000 unit apartment community like Blackstone probably owns. If you have debt that is on a floating rate, if you have floating rate debt, that rate is obviously been going up. It's into the double digits now with some of this floating rate debt that's out there, especially if they get what's called bridge financing, it's in the double digit range. And so just think of it this way, folks. If your interest rate has basically gone up 3x or 4x in the last six months, you're going to have problems making ends meet. You're going to have problems paying your expenses, especially those mortgage and those loan payments. Okay. The other part of it is if you're one of these folks that have been counting on double digit rent growth 10, 15, 20%, in addition to not thinking you're going to have an interest rate problem, you can tell how this could be the perfect storm of having some serious serious problems not only for, you know, the mom and pop investor that might own their 60 unit property in Nashville or wherever all the way to the 6000 units that are owned by folks like Blackstone. That's why we're here, that's why we are where we are and we could go into some reasons why that shouldn't be the case for these folks, but we will skip that and we'll talk about that later, okay? But let's talk about Blackstone. So you have supposedly some of the smartest guys in the room working for this company. You have supposedly these quants and all of these algorithms and all this kind of stuff that should be happening and going on where when I hear we're pausing distributions or we're limiting distributions and you got to qualify for them, when I hear we're going to default on half a billion dollars worth of loans when you are the largest, supposedly, one of the largest real estate companies in the world and you supposedly have the smartest people in the room working for you. That is a huge, huge red flag for me. Okay, Try, you've been watching this. You and I have been having lots of conversations about this. Um, what do you think is the problem on the reason why Blackstone's having problems with distribution problems and with uh, loan payment problems. What do you think?
1: I just don't think they're cash flowing enough. They're not bringing enough income in. Yeah. Well, maybe they are, but not not for in the terms of their loans. Right. Um, they could be bringing hundreds of million dollars in a year, but that doesn't mean that they're making enough to make ends meet.
0: Yeah. I, I, what you just said there is exactly what's going on. And... You know, do you have a PhD in economics by the way? No, but I don't don't think you do unless you didn't tell me when we were talking. So it it doesn't take a PhD in economics to figure out if your income is, if your expenses are a hell of a lot more than your income and your expenses include making those debt service, those loan payments, you can be a six unit owner or you can be a BlackRock owning $60 billion worth of real estate. If your expenses exceed your income, you're in trouble you're in trouble. Doesn't matter the size. Um, And one of the reasons why it's not getting as much media coverage is because of their size. So think about it. How many other companies can get away with defaulting, choosing, and making it public? Because I think they have to. um, Making it public that you're choosing to default on over half a billion dollars worth of loans, multifamily loans, commercial loans, and you're not making... All of the distributions that you need to be making, okay. The main reason why this is not getting full-blown daily coverage in a lot of publications is why do you think it is? Let me ask you. Why do you think?
1: Well, I, I, I one, their size is, their is definitely size. why.
0: That's why. What yeah. else? You got another one? Yeah, actually, yeah.
1: I. So back in college, I made, I did a report uh, project. Book, I don't remember mm-hmm. exactly what it was, and. Um, it was about, I don't know how closely you follow the stock market. I don't think it's too intently no. at all. Um, so what these companies do, these big, big companies, right? They, they make their quarter, quarterly reports and they have some sort of conference to report them mm-hmm. and then they publish them. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically within the weeds of all those, mm-hmm. you could say, I think I did mine on Ford Motor Company mm-hmm. um, and they were losing billions of dollars annually. Um, and they've always got some makeup on and saying why right it's never just we're losing tons it's never tons of it's mind. never
0: we're kind of doing we're doing pretty shitty right now things aren't going well right. we've had a bad quarter there's always probably some kind of justification as to right. why and okay. i think
1: part of this article um kind of relates to that um the lady i think it was the lady um She said that... um, So you're
0: referring... uh, Are you referring to an article that you read about Blackstone? Yes.
1: Okay. Yep. All right. Um, And In this article, she basically was saying...
0: And the lady is who?
1: The spokes lady for Blackstone. Okay. So
0: a representative from Blackstone in this article is saying what? Um, That they've got... They defaulted on 11 properties in New York
1: City. Okay. Um, And she basically said that um, it has nothing to do with their overall portfolio. It's just... Mm -hmm this specifically is happening it's it's different than the rest which i think relates to the stock market i think it's a little bit of a cover-up of, right. of some sort um, so
0: the, so the, what you're saying is they've got a really good story yes um and they probably have to have a prepared story yeah for it and i agree with you 100 so i think maybe you know you might
1: buy into that uh the reasoning yeah um and maybe not
0: blow it up to the extent where we think it, it's actually at. Yeah, so it's it, there's really two reasons why this isn't getting the media coverage and you cover both of them. Number one is the size of the company, okay? So it's, oh, no big deal. This is a trillion dollar or whatever company. They've got everything under control because they're so big, because they're so smart, because they're so successful. Um, they've got all this figured out. Um, and number two is, the story, the explanation is, well, we maybe got this little issue over here, but but well, everything's great. Everything else is awesome, but we might have this little problem over here. Um, and those are the two main reasons why I have a huge, huge issue with this, because where there's smoke, there's fire. Okay. Where there's smoke, there's fire. If there's anything that I've learned in 30 plus years in the real estate, multifamily real estate world, owning millions, hundreds of millions of dollars in properties over those 30 years is where there's smoke, there's fire, okay, where there's smoke, there's fire, and uh, it is a liquidity problem. That's what's going on there. There's a liquidity problem. They either don't have enough capital to make the distributions that they said they would make and also to pay their loan. So even if, you're, even if your income does not exceed your expenses, try you and I we still have to make our loan payment right if you and I own a 800 unit 8 unit 80 unit doesn't matter and we have a few months where our expenses exceed our income we still got to make those loan payments so I want you to think about this when you choose it's like it's like so here it is it's like defcon 3 defcon 3 is okay our expenses are exceeding our income Um, We're going to still make our loan payments anyway. It's going to be painful. And we might even make our distributions too because we have enough capital set aside to do those things. All right, that's DEFCON 3. All right, so here's DEFCON 2. DEFCON 2 is, holy shit, we got some problems. We're not going to be able to make our loan payments now. We don't think for months. It could be months. So we need to call our lender. We need to have conversations. We We need to work something out. Okay, in the corporate world, and in real estate, it's called a workout. Let's get a workout done so we can get this figured out. That's DEFCON 2. Okay, So when you get to DEFCON 1, that's defaulting. That's DEFCON 1. So in order to get to DEFCON 1, you've already gone through DEFCON 3 and DEFCON 2, folks. You've already gone through that. Okay, It's not like you wake up one morning and say, well, I think a strategic move for us is just a default on our loans. That's not the way it goes. But a lot of people think that's the way it goes. And that's how it's being reported. That's the way it goes. But I can promise you, that's not the way that it's going here. They've gone through all of those processes before they decided to default on over half a billion dollars worth of loans, and before they've decided to, you know, put a big, big halt on making distribution. So what does that mean? Okay, what does that really mean? So try what do you think that really means? But
1: they're not making any money. And I think um, in the big picture, it's a little scary.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that it's far, far worse than what we're led to believe. Um, By the way, I'm not saying that I know that for sure. It's my opinion. I think things there are far more worse than what we're being led to believe because of the way we're being told the story and the story we're being told and knowing what happens behind the curtain Okay, when it comes to owning these real estate assets and making those distributions. Have you seen the movie, The Big Short? Yeah, oh yeah. Okay, so there's, if you've not seen a great movie about the real estate crash in 07, 08 and 09, which I was a lucky participant of, um, yeah, uh, you need to watch that movie. Okay, because it's very instructive. Not only is it good acting, it's a good movie, it's very instructive. there are companies that existed back in 07 and 08 that no longer exist today. Companies like Bear Stearns, companies like uh, Lehman Brothers, which by the way, was partly owned by Warren Buffett. So it's not like you got dummies owning these companies. Okay, Um, and you've got like Wachovia Bank and you've got other, we we could have a long list, all gone. Now, if we were to have a conversation back then a week before they all declared bankruptcy, and I would say to you, try Bear Stearns is going down. I'd say to you, Lehman Brothers is going, and these are institutions that have been around for decades. They're going down. You probably would laugh at me, right? right? Be, why would you laugh at me? Because it didn't seem, it wasn't in the forecast. I mean, right. it,
1: everything seemed to be going so, so, so well. Um, People were making tons and tons of money. Mm-hmm. And so you didn't, didn't nobody saw it coming.
0: And why else? How big are those companies? They're massive. They were huge. They're too big. You know, they're too big to fail. And that's the main reason why a lot of people, if you would talk to them back then, said you're an absolute lunatic if you think anything is gonna to happen to these companies because they're so damn big. They've got hundreds of millions, billions, trillions of dollars, well, gone. So what you can't do ever is think that there's a company that's way too big to go down because you can all, we can all go down. We're, none of us are too big for that, no matter how many trillions we got. And by the way, the other thing I would say about Blackstone is this. If they really have all those trillions of dollars, they shouldn't have any problem making these loan payments and making their distributions, if you think about it. If you really are worth trillions of dollars and you can't make those distributions and you can't make those loan payments as big as you supposedly are, that's a huge issue that, again, not a lot of people are talking about. Now, do I know for sure this is happening? No. This is an opinion, okay, of a guy that's just been around a long time and I've seen a lot. And when I see... The information, I see what's going on and I see how it's being treated and what's being said. I'm having flashbacks, right? I'm having flashbacks. I'm thinking I've seen, I've been to this dance before, okay? Um, So look, what should you do as a result of what we're talking about here? Um, You're either thinking, you guys are a couple of clowns and you're like conspiracy theorists, okay? I've had enough of this, I'm moving on. You're either in that camp or you're thinking, makes sense, Darren. I mean, we should never take anything for granted and there probably could be more going on behind the scenes here than what we're being told and the stories that we're led to believe. I need to keep my antennas up or my antenna up to keep an eye on this. You're probably in one of those two camps, all right? But either way, depending on which one you're in, it's something that you really need to be paying a lot more attention to. Because um, the because if we're just getting this amount of information, you can guarantee that they've gone through DEFCON 3, DEFCON 2, they're at DEFCON 1. It's a hell of a lot worse than what we're being led to believe, especially with this much lead up time to what we're being told. I can guarantee that's the case, okay? Um, but do we know for sure? Of course not. Um, it's our opinion, but I think it's something that we need to take very, very seriously. Trot, what what kind of co- what other comments do you have about this?
1: Do you think it affects, um, well, pretty much everybody, kind of like the recession did in 2008? I mean, it seemed like everybody in the world was affected. Or do you think this, um, well, what we presume is going to happen it only affects you know, a small group of investors, like the ones that got in recently, or they just developed the project for, you know, four times the amount per unit that they would have 10 years ago, or the people with super, super high interest rates
0: that are, mm-hmm. you know, way too over leveraged. Do you think it's everybody or kind of the small pool of people? It's, the, it, it's it, I, I'm not gonna say it's it's not everybody, but it's bigger than the small pool because the collateral damage of this is huge. Because, so let's just, let's just break down like three sections of this. Okay. Okay. Section one is the investor that wrote a check to Blackstone or whatever other company, you know, whatever else, but let's say they wrote a check to Blackstone to be involved in their real estate fund. There's that investor, mm-hmm. okay? All right, so when Blackstone buys real estate, they get financing and they get loans. So those loans are packaged and made up by other investors. So you got investors on the equity side of things, then you got investors on the debt side of things. So right there, you've got billions of dollars. Uh, who knows how many investors are in all that, but then you've got that. And then you've got all of the ancillary companies that orbit around the debt side of this and the equity side of this in terms of, just think of administration, in terms of just think of um, um, uh, any other companies or corporations that are contracted to do work for, for the equity side of this. Um, for the debt side of this. I mean, it, it's far, far reaching, far reaching. Um, is something like this gonna really seriously impact guys like you and me? Probably not so much, okay? Probably not so much. But in terms of the breadth of the impact of something like this, if it were to go really, really bad, okay, is
1: huge, And I think, huge. I think, um... Their defaults make it harder harder for people like you and I to borrow money as well. I don't think it definitely doesn't make it easier for us, you know. So, yeah,
0: yeah, there's that. Um, uh, so I'll put it this way in 2010 and 2011, pretty hard to borrow money, yeah, because you've got that recency of what just kind of went down with the real estate crash. Of course, you know, last year, 2020, let's say 2019, 2020, 2021, pretty easy climate to borrow money. But if things get really bad now, yeah, I mean, good luck. Good luck. I can tell you that when we had, when things started to get really bad, we had loans coming due and lenders were already like, look, um, we, we usually loan you 70% of the appraised value. We're only going to loan you 50% of the appraised value. Um, it has really nothing to do with you or the property. It's just our change in our um, uh, in our rules and regs for our bank, okay, or credit union, whatever it is. And of course, now on top of that, the appraised values come in 20% less. So, you know, you, again, you have to be a PhD in economics to figure out that's a problem. Um, and that's a drawback as a result of what was going on. So will we see those kind of drawbacks? If something implodes, which of course you hope it doesn't, I hope it doesn't, we hope everything works out and everybody makes a shit ton of money and everything works out great. But if it gets bad, it can get really, really bad. So what I'll do here is let's wrap this episode up, try it. Um, Here's the deal folks, you are never ever too big to fail. You're never too big to fail. Keep that in the back of your mind and always be thinking when you hear things, when you see things, um, always ask yourself, well, put it this way, never take anything uh, based on the surface level, okay? Never take anything based on surface level. There's always things going on behind the surface, behind the scenes, and that's not necessarily saying they're illegal or they're immoral or anything like that. Nothing like, we're not saying that. But there's usually always, where there's smoke, there is usually fire. All right, so thank you for joining us on this episode of the Heartland Multifamily Show where we called out Blackstone on what they're doing, how they're doing it. I'll be interested to see what you think. Do you think Trot and I are a couple clowny, weirdo, conspiracy theorist guys? (laughs) Do you think what we're saying makes sense? It'd be interesting to hear your opinion. Go ahead and put that, put those in the comments below. We'd like to have some dialogue with you. And again, we are having our property tour in September. You wanna see what that's all about? Click the link below. We will talk to you later.